Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Nuck If You Buck with Devin Zanskis. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavaliers Central, Grizz and Grind, 305 Culture, Blazing the Path, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, Spanning the Spurs, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, and the LA Hoops Report. Plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoop Heads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast, brought to you by the Hoop Heads podcast network and hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, as always. Today, I'm joined by someone else near and dear to my heart, one of my bestest friends and a Milwaukee Bucks season ticket Yo. holder for the past at least 15 seasons. That's Bradley Kaler. What's cracking? Would it be? Yo, what's popping, Dev? I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk Bucks, and I'm happy I'm beating you in fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave up on fantasy football a bit, but... Sorry. Let's let's not forget about the historic beginning I had. What was it? A, a six-game win streak? Yeah, no, you had to be stopped. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, quite a fall from grace that I had there to coincide with uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins for my fantasy team. <laughs> but that fall from grace uh, cannot be used to describe the Milwaukee Bucks on this monumental week. Woo! Bradley, our man's. Giannis Antetokounmpo, our Lord and Savior, has signed a Supermax extension to stay <laughs> in Milwaukee. And we've what? dreamed about this. I've dreamed about it. I've had visions. <laughs> this man's had visions, okay? He spent more time in the Bradley Center. Bradley and Center legend. Now. Bradley Center legend, me. Shout out. <laughs> Section 205. <laughs> we got the namesake of the old arena here with us you today. Know, yeah. It's a special day for Nuck If You Buck. It's a special day for Bucks fans around the league. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And small markets as well. I think unequivocally, um, this was a good decision, not only for the sake of uh, people in Milwaukee, people on the Bucks, but the majority of the NBA and especially small markets. I've heard... It's funny, Brad, I've heard some people now coming out of the woodwork and people whom I respect saying that this mm-hmm. may not be great for the NBA, but... That's junk. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, junk. that's junk, as we like to say. Uh, we just played the Pelicans and Jim Paschke, you know, kind of made a connection to uh, how the Pelicans must have been watching this really carefully with Zion, seeing how they lost AD. They want to see, you know, hopefully they get Zion. Hopefully the Supermax carries on to keeping... Players like Damian Lillard, Giannis, and Zion in the city that they were drafted. Yeah, you, you're starting to see that uh, far less and less. And, um, you know, obviously Dirk Nowitzki is another another comparison as well. But um, as we've grown up in this new NBA, I think you and I have seen that that's become a lot more of the exception mm-hmm. than kind of the standard that we that we kind of experienced more when we were younger, obviously with Dirk, like I said, yeah. Kobe, Stockton, yeah. my personal favorite, as you know. But 
Those are the guys that get a whole day for their retirement in a city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we'll be celebrating this for for years to come. But Bradley, we have we've dreamt about this for a really long time. You've had visions, as you've said, and we've <laughs> wanted to celebrate this in many ways. And uh, we can't we can't hit the bars. We can't hit RWB or Trinity and get no. We can't get get real nasty like we want to, but. Um, we're going to transition, Nuck If You Buck, to our typical G-rated program to um, giving a little bit of parental guidance, maybe raising this to PG, PG-13 for this celebration. So yeah, you have your cognac already poured up. You got some honey. We're celebrating. It's a celebration. <laughs> yes, sir. And we would just like to reflect how we felt on Tuesday at uh, 12.28 p.m. Uh, to the guests. So hopefully you're able to hear this. This goes out to the rest of the week. Oh, no. (laughs) Stupid ads. Bear with me. Two, one, skip ad. Oh, yeah. You hear that? Cheers, brother. Uh. (laughs) You already know. (laughs) Hose mad. Hose mad. Hose mad. Hose mad. All right, that's enough before we get sued for copyright, but (laughs) shout out Famous Dex for those bars right there. Legend. Go check out Dexter's Laboratory, the mixtape on YouTube. (laughs) But yeah, I got to say it also, the petty side of me on Nook a Few Buck has me incredibly satisfied. I can tell. Yeah. (laughs) Having... uh, I don't blame you. I believe it was Nathan... Maris, uh, whatever. Buck's Twitter maybe gets where I'm going on. Nathan Marizen or something like this. He's always on top of the Buck's Twitter memes. Mm-hmm. And he had probably the best tweet of them all. Best tweet of the decade. Yeah, tweeting out all of the Photoshop jersey swaps of Giannis in uh, Raptors, Heat, Warriors, and Mavericks jerseys. That we've talked about on the podcast, being concerned about those being potential destinations for Giannis and... It's with a simple uh, caption of y'all thought and y'all really did rest of the NBA I'm talking to, but uh, <laughs> he's staying in Milwaukee. He's heard his tweet in his another DNA. five years. So, brother, before we get into a little more of this uh, Giannis Supermax details, uh, I would definitely be remiss if I just brushed off uh, some of the details on your fan experience um, yeah. that you've also been able to share with me. I'm incredibly uh, grateful for all the games that you've been able to bring me to with those uh, great season ticket seats that you've shared with me because yeah. I would have missed out on a lot of live Bucks basketball that I'll certainly not take for granted. Um, you had men- you had mentioned that you had you've been a season ticket holder for at least 15 seasons, so you've seen the development from when. Uh, no disrespect on their names, but we had Michael Red and Andrew Bogut as our franchise guys to now seeing uh, Giannis, a back-to-back MVP, and now reigning Defensive Player of the Year, uh, committing to us for uh, as long as he possibly can. So could you maybe share a brief synopsis on how you're feeling today? Yeah, no, I'm feeling great. I go back to thinking when the Bucks are in the purple jerseys and us, you know, at the games with my grandpa. And... You know, when you're that bad, there is a positive. You get to see a lot of basketball for cheap. 
And I mean, that's where I grew up. That's where I got my love of basketball. So anyone who's, you know, listening and has a bad team, at least you get to go for cheap uh, when that comes back. And, you know, I suffered through the Brandon Jennings, Monte Ellis. I'm going to throw Larry Sanders in there because I have his jersey. He was a big fan. Mm-hmm. Shout Larry. And then, you know, there's that Giannis rookie season, which I actually enjoyed. I got to go to most of the games. They are selling it super cheap. And I'm wearing today my Giannis rookie jersey that I got that year because he's the one exciting thing about that, about that team. And since then, I've got to see us from a 15-win team, worst, worst record in franchise history, to now, you know, perennial contender, back-to-back MVP. And it's just been such an exciting ride. There's been some lows, but, I mean, we are just on the rise, and I just love it. <laughs> yeah, Brad, I mean... You and I have plenty of plenty of stories to share about our, uh, <laughs> our our goofy, trashy times in the Bradley Center, and now the five serve with the listeners. But yeah. I think, um, and I've had plans on not only hypothetically, but now in actuality, sharing this tremendous news with the guests on Giannis signing. But yes, also um, just I believe that your experience with being season ticker, ticket holder all these years. Um, Zerd itself, a podcast in itself. Um, yeah, off-season episodes, yeah. sharing stories. <laughs> 100%. What it means to be a box fan, where we came from, where we are. Yeah, because um, I know, like, for example, my brother had a, had a somewhat similar experience to you, um, Drew, who I had on the podcast recently as well. He was uh, early on in college, and we would have still been in high school at the time, but being a college student, he was able to enjoy a lot of those, um, get, a lot of those late years in the Bradley Center because they had such cheap tickets. I believe that was the beginning mm-hmm. of those like, like five ten dollar ticket student student fan rush. Student I believe it was rush. called. Yeah, the end of the Herb Cole era. Yeah, and it it could have been brutal. Uh, we could have lost that team uh, if it wasn't for. I mean, maybe the second biggest decision i'm putting today over it because i'm happy of herb cole selling the team to west edens and keeping the team in milwaukee but i mean we got so much happy news to talk about today yeah. <laughs> stay focused on that. yeah you're right but it's just it's just such a wild ride for milwaukee bucks fans and and i don't want it to be lost from other listeners either who aren't from milwaukee and just kind of the attitude towards the bucks growing up was how they were almost an af- afterthought compared to other wisconsin sport teams Mm-hmm. It'll be hard for anybody to compete with the Packers, but yeah, uh, it's really happy day for uh, Milwaukee Bucks fans in particular for obvious reasons, and we're going to dive a little deeper into uh, particularly why that is. Um, so to share the contract details, it's Supermax contract. I've mm-hmm. talked on the podcast, um, you know, almost at nauseum until today about what the contract would look like for Giannis Antetokounmpo and. Obviously, it's the richest contract in NBA history. We see this a lot with superstars signing new deals. And the Supermaxes, it's a five-year deal, $228.2 million over those five years with an early termination option on the fifth year, um, which also includes a 15% trade kicker. And that fifth year would be the 25-26 season, I believe, unless you can correct me on that. I believe that's correct. Okay. Um and then also um, the tweet that Giannis uh, had with his announcement and Kane Pittman of Locked on Bucks also 
wanted to emphasize uh, the significance of Giannis announcing this decision the way he did. Uh, I don't think any of us would have seen him going <laughs> on ESPN and doing it the way he, the way LeBron did or anything. Oh, um, but yeah. Um, I don't know if I could have handled that. No. Like, I don't know if I could handle like a TV spe- like spectacle where in the end I'm just devastated. I'm glad Cleveland got that win because that was, that got me emotional just being a small market team, seeing them win that. But I don't think my heart could have handled that. I might have had to watch college basketball <laughs> for a few years. <laughs> yeah, but you've been threatening that for quite some time now leading up to the nerves with this decision. But I can't blame you. We deal with the stress in many different ways. And I feel like I've even been trying to dodge the Giannis decision before this as much as I could having a Milwaukee mm-hmm. Bucks podcast. But um, yeah, let's see. So I kind of wanted to... Well, we'll touch on some future implications on this later, which will be more fitting. But um, something else not to get lost uh, in the shuffle here with Giannis's decision is uh, just to me, it's remarkable that he did end up signing it now as opposed to in the summer because mm-hmm. there seemed to be nothing in particular um special about the day that he did this obviously everyone got really excited around his birthday Mm -hmm. and when like the beginning of media availability until he had kind of those discouraging answers for everybody i shared a story about how i was driving down brady street a couple weeks ago returning home and i heard a bunch of 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 cars honking their horns and i irresponsibly just had to check twitter right away (laughs) but alas i had to wait about 10 more days for Giannis's decision. Um, so, Brad, before I go on, I actually did kind of um, unprompted wanted to check in with you on where you were when you heard the news. I might not have <laughs> yeah. much more of an exciting story myself. but Well, uh, it was my lunch break. I actually <laughs> took a shower during that break and I came out to a message to just Devin. You, you were just like, it's happening. And I was like, what? And I immediately got on Twitter and like right when within a minute of Giannis dropping that tweet, I saw it. And I mean, I started jumping and laughing throughout the house. I think I woke up one of my roommates and it was funny. I had to go back to work and like I I it was Skyping people and the whole time I was just too happy for work. <laughs> It's going to be a memory that I remember probably, you know, until I start forgetting things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's funny you say that. Obviously, you and I are in, we're in very similar positions. We have day jobs. It was mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. So I had um, – I was working, but I had a particularly stressful and long day that day as I'm kind of transitioning into hopefully developing – uh, into a position that that I've wanted for a bit with my day job, um, but that leads to a lot of training that I have to do. Fun, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not super exciting, but simultaneously I was also um, I kind of have to multitask in learning something new, but also having to continue on with my current gig and mm-hmm. also training someone so that they can take over what I'm doing. So I was quite overwhelmed. People were asking me questions. It was it was more of a frantic, stressful day than ever. But 
A Once day to remember it, forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, no matter how poorly things were going that day once once 12 28 hit i was just like nobody can tell me anything today i don't want to hear anybody else's problems and even if they tell me them it's yeah. not gonna be at the front of my mind regardless it was a big eraser erased every problem you had with that yeah day. <laughs> exactly and i agree with you that that it'll be um something that i remember for for quite a long time, exactly where I was when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's the, it's one of the most important days in the franchise's history. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I thought I would roll back the curtain a little bit there, um, but I feel like we should keep carrying on because there are so many different wrinkles to this decision happening um, the way it did. Um, exactly when it did and why and then um kind of something i wanted to point to as well we kind of talked about it with the lebron decision maybe there isn't much else to be said but uh, i also just want to let this serve as a reminder to bucks fans how incredibly lucky we are to have Giannis and to have him Mm -hmm. um, not only commit to stay with us but to commit to do so for such a long time yeah um a player of um, you know, Giannis's magnitude and the association, I feel like can really only be compared to that of like a LeBron and Kevin Durant yeah. um, early on in situations where mm-hmm. they were top three players in the league but hadn't yet won a championship and were up for a new contract. Yeah, We both saw them go to different teams um, and eventually win their ring um, but with a different team than they started out with and we're hoping that Giannis uh, can defy uh convention yeah exactly um so i know you and i have have a lot of different thoughts on uh on the whole kevin durant saga and how that's developed and then uh also lebron although you know he eventually did switch back from the team he went to and won a ring for cleveland which we spoke about was so monumental for the league and small markets but I don't know. Do you see any other comparisons with the Giannis decision or? Everyone likes to make the Dirk comparison. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make that. I Something about European players. People say it. They like to stay with their team. And I mean, you look at Dirk who really struggled to get over that hump and eventually he did. And I mean, that's one of the finals I think people remember for a very long time. Uh, and performances that he had in that playoffs that he, they'll remember for a very long time. So maybe it'll be quality over quantity with championships, but, I mean, we can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is all hopeful thinking at mm-hmm. this point. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, yeah, so Giannis has touched on in comments about how, um, you know, that no matter where you go, you can't really guarantee a championship. That's true. Um, but... I um, I feel that me as a Bucks fan and maybe others feel the same way or don't, but uh, championship or not in Giannis's career with the Bucks, I feel like we can't el- we can't really ask for much more for Giannis to make this huge commitment to us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, after you know, I mean, the Bucks have made made a lot of good moves. We haven't made every single correct move possible, um, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, for him to commit this early, too, I think is huge. Um, 
And yeah, I guess I'll just keep moving forward here on sort of the timeline of which uh, this occurred. Uh, it came out with some Bleacher Report ribbons that yeah, uh, yeah, I called I almost called you Giannis Brad <laughs> that Brad and I were talking about before the pod on um, how supposedly the deal was sealed uh, last Saturday the twelfth when the owners met Giannis in Chicago. Um, basically. Not much else to it. That's just when this decision um, supposedly was, well, maybe it was just the last pitch that was made to Giannis. Maybe he did take some days to decide. Do you know anything else about that? I believe that was it because when I was listening to the Bucks pregame pregame analysis, they talked about Bud when he figured out about it. Uh, mm-hmm. He was at a red light, <laughs> and <laughs> they uh, it, just imagining looking in that car to see what Bud was doing. I I can only imagine seeing that. <laughs> so I I think nothing was set. That was probably the last pitch. Giannis went home, thought about it, talked to those around him, made his decision. <laughs> yeah, man the 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 Bud faces are will always <laughs> remain undefeated. <laughs> but yeah, I I'm just. I just can't help but laugh when I'm imagining his reaction to hearing this. And I'm really happy for, for Bud considering um, yeah. a lot of the heat. Um, rightfully so, maybe, um, for certain things. But he, he is he is a really good NBA coach despite uh, the heat that he's taken. Yeah. Um, no pun intended for uh, past playoff performances. Um, just another uh, couple quick quotes from Giannis on this decision was that um, he thought that it was an easy decision because he believes that everybody is on the same page, which is reassuring to Bucks fans. Um, of course, on brand for Nuck a few buck, I can't go an episode without bringing up the whole Malcolm Brogdon situation. How you know frustrated fans were, um, mm-hmm. but um, I have Brad been uh, talking um to my many listeners here on the podcast about um. How now that a decision has come, I will hopefully be able to agonize less over uh, uh, past mishaps because we have accomplished the yeah the overall goal here. Yeah, I mean, we had maybe we had one of the best off seasons here. No matter what we did with the Boban trade falling through, we still kept our two time MVP, and so I think we're right up there with Lakers with our off season performance. So far, and like I said before, this is just a big eraser and all those mistakes that we've made leading up to keeping Giannis are kind of a race now that we have them and we got to just go forward and do what we can. Yeah, I would say um, to that point, a lot of what a lot of the noise that NBA fans will hear from national media and um, those clickbait mamma jammas <laughs> that you see on the Internet um, and you know, it's justified. There are there's a there's a ton of criticism that's been placed on the Bucks this off season. Um, I've reminded listeners and my friends, um, you know, in times of not to be dramatic but crisis with Bucks fans before this decision that that we we still loved our prospects going into the season and retaining Giannis, which we've officially done mm-hmm. uh, just by getting Drew Holiday. Yeah. So losing losing Bogdan really wasn't. I mean, it was huge. He he would have contributed to us. I don't want to now be on the opposite yeah. side of side of the fence of where I'm going with this, but 
to me, Brad, I don't know if, if you feel the same, but I feel like now, um, due to the demise of the Bucks and, and the admittedly hilarious situation of them not actually getting him, I feel like now people are talking him up as if he's as if he's like potentially an all-star one day, and that's just not yeah. really the case. No, he would have been a great shooter. I mean, a great asset. I really, really would have liked him playing on this roster. Mm-hmm. I think it would have gave us a great starting five. But I like the depth that we kept. Dante is still a very exciting player. And I think hopefully this gives him a lot to play for, a lot to prove. And it seems like his feelings aren't hurt. He's made the post about how he still loves Milwaukee. He's like, man, I love Bucks fans. So it seems like there's no hurt feelings. And I think he's still exciting. And he's one of our only Giannis age prospects on this team. Mm-hmm. That can kind of fit his timeline. And if this group doesn't work out and Giannis is there, it can be for the second regime, Giannis regime in Milwaukee. Yeah, exactly. And that, um, you know, another big criticism um, for the Bucks. Um, now, this is for a while now, and there's not much they could have done for it, but just obviously um, the elephant in the room for the years now is just uh, going to be how these guys age around Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just another reason for us to tell Bucks fans to uh, count their lucky stars. Enjoy the years that yeah. are coming. Yeah, exactly. Cause, and then I also shared comments from Chris Middleton last week about um, him recognizing how short these windows are and how challenging it is um, you know, to win a championship in this league, and it's exceedingly so every year. Um, I'm going to move on more with some of the developments with uh, the Giannis extension. Um, I can't, you know, we're going we're going on about this long, but rightfully so. It's the it's the biggest news in franchise uh, history almost. So uh, some other uh, points that I like is that how uh, Giannis said that he knew what he wanted all summer, and that that um, it gave him headaches having to having to get all of these questions from from media and seeing people kind of, uh, you know, talk about what his decision would be without, uh, you know, without knowing anything from Giannis himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also, uh, I think fans would enjoy the fact of hearing about the way that Giannis uh, celebrated this and that was going to, I think it was... Bye bye baby. That maybe? sounds right. Yeah, that yeah. Right. I think I know because I have like ads on that now for my email for buying <laughs> stuff for my niece and nephew. But he went and he bought a ton of toys and clothes for for Liam, and he had a family dinner. So that just speaks to the character that we've uh, grown to become abundantly aware of with Giannis all of these years, and why we consider ourselves uh, so lucky to have him. And uh, Chris was also the first teammate to reach out to Giannis. After he signed, and Giannis was suspicious that um, Chris had his daughter in the uh, in the in the FaceTime video because he thinks it, it might be matchmaking play uh, with her and Liam. But I don't Jeez. think, yeah, yeah, we Bucks fans would love to see that because that would maybe just uh, speak to more success for the Bucks in the future. Honest, um, well. Not totally serious, but uh, Giannis also uh, spoke uh, to the financial security for generations that this will mean to his family. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like his family was already secure for generations before this, but even more so now. And um, 
I have a funny quote at the end of more serious uh, response from him on this was that he hopes that his grand grandkids build a statue for him, um, and he adds, "I hope they build that shit." Oh, there! I think the city's going to do that, yeah. <laughs> or the Bucks. And let me tell you, I have some ideas for the statue. Unless the statues you see are bronze, I think we have to go Greek stock. Mm-hmm. I want a big marble column. With Giannis looking like Zeus throwing down that basketball like a bolt of lightning into a hoop. <laughs> I mean, this this man is going to become eventually folklore for the city of Milwaukee. Just like how for us, Hank Aaron, we see that statue. We know who Hank Aaron is when you go, man, must have been really cool to see Hank Aaron play. See him hit all those home runs until you know, the steroid users came along. But I mean... People are going to look back at that statue and say, man, I wish I got to see those Milwaukee Bucks teams play. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Brad, do you think, like the Greek statues we see, do you think do you think Giannis' statue will be built naked? <laughs> I mean, it depends how... <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of cool, but I don't know if they can put it outside the stadium then. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Almost called you Giannis again, but but Brad knows my uh, my affinity for our Greek freak here. So uh, maybe I need to take a chill pill here and pour a bit more of my cognac while I have it, and uh, you know, you know, shout out by my lip there, not get too ahead of myself. Hey, hoop heads! We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Sort of some last discussions here on the Giannis extension in particular, although we'll get back to some more on Giannis uh, eventually as well. Um are just some other anecdotes tangentially related to Giannis, um, being that there were rumors of him being interested in Milwaukee bringing in Bradley Beal. That would have been uh, exceedingly tough to do, mm-hmm. obviously. I think most of that has to do with Washington maybe not wanting to do it as much. Cause so do you think that maybe we offered the same deal that we gave to the Pelicans for Drew Holiday to the Wizards and they declined that? Hmm. I don't know. That definitely could have been the case. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say, sorry, I'm just off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of contracts because last podcast I brought it up where, um, would we do the Drew trade if we had to swap in Chris for George Hill? And I think, I think I shared with you were basically like, like in a vacuum. Yeah. Uh, no question, but Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last week with Giannis's de- decision still up in the air, yeah. I was against it. But I think Brad Beal's contract would actually fit in quite snug with yeah. the original Drew Holiday trade. That's so, interesting. Interesting direction that team is taking. Yeah, yeah. I would have definitely um, 
I mean, I think I'd rather have Bradley Beal than Drew Holiday for sure. And um, I'm happy. I would have. I would have hoped that we would we would have offered that up though. My guess is we did, and we moved on to a great option, and I mean a great point guard option come uh, postseason, which I think has been a big issue. So I'm really yeah. excited with Drew Holiday. Yeah, I definitely am too. And um, something I, I just wanted to note too is um, with the Drew Holiday trade, people were. Um, a little skeptical with the amount of draft capital that we were giving up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, in a vacuum, that may be a lot for Drew Holiday. Now today, if we're <laughs> seeing it as it also... Being, it worked. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It worked. If if it's also a trade in order to keep Giannis. Um, but with that now, since Giannis's decision wasn't final then, and those picks far out were able to be more valuable then as they are now, I think mm-hmm. Bucks fans can also be, be more happy about that trade. I am. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, beyond even beyond the fact that Giannis has signed now and we know that it yeah. would have been worth it bringing in Giannis, I think those draft picks... Those draft picks have lesser value of today than yeah. they did when we made it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even, I think, maybe the last one out... Um, so I believe 2026 mm-hmm. is the last un- unprotected draft pick that we're giving out in that trade. So if Giannis accepts his player option, yeah. that means that all of those draft picks will be years in which we have our current uh, back-to-back MVP and defensive player of the year. So I th- this this trade, even beyond if including the Giannis logic and doing it, will be enormous... Uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks, because really we'll be giving out like mm-hmm. a lot of the Houston Rockets equivalent yeah. draft picks that we've seen them give out, which yeah. aren't terribly, yeah, um, aren't terribly valuable. Aren't the most valuable thing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So I'm going to kind of transition away from some of the honest talk, but he'll definitely be brought up more. And I have some exciting news for the guests here today. As I have my first partnership, uh, um, my first partnership being with uh, both Knock If You Buck, the Hoopheads Podcast Network, and now uh, Thrive Fantasy. Um, come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season, as Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in your respective sport. Uh, More casual NBA fans, this is particularly uh, for you if you're not as obsessive about the sport as Bradley and I are here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just did um, a fantasy draft yesterday during the Packer game, and Brad and I are later today where I was saying it's kind of hard to really pick what team is uh, better or worse for me because I can pretty much talk my way into um talk my way into anyone on on a roster right now but furthermore um the shtick that i'm aware of so far is um is that you choose five out of the 10 player prop options that they have for you to build your lineup each prop has a fantasy point total associated with an over or under based on likelihood and um Naturally, the more points uh, a selection is worth, the riskier it is. So rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool in which Thrive has awarded 
over 200 or pardon me, two million two hundred thousand dollars in prizes since launching in 2018, and have uh, fifty thousand dollars guaranteed for prizes for NFL Week 15, and thousands more for the NBA as we uh, start up the regular season now on the 22nd for the NBA, but the 23rd for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, in order to take advantage of this incredible deal, make sure you use promo code Giannis, that's G-I-A-N-N-I-S, uh, when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. You can download the Fantasy or Thrive Fantasy uh, app at the Apple App Store or at the Play Store. I don't know if that's like PlayStation related. Is that- I think it's Google. Google, oh, Google? Play Store. Oh, so okay. Free Android users. Gotcha. Use the Play Store. <laughs> nice, nice. And um, you can also visit their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. That'll be fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Brad and I have had a lot of fun. Um, he's, especially he's gotten into some MMA lately and... Um, by result, I have two, and I've had a lot of fun uh, winning and losing some, some money. Yeah, <laughs> shout out uh, Green Shorts from a couple weeks ago. I believe I took uh, uh, five dollars from our from our friend Henry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've, I I want to fight on a one punch. Yeah, <laughs> against you. Shout out Haz- Hazat Samayev. <laughs> oh my gosh, that my was favorite. actually that was actually a really f- uh, funny fight for a little. Side thing right now. I believe the bet was it was terribly one sided. The yeah. odds were, but it was a Wisconsin guy. Was it a Wisconsin Milwaukee, guy? Because there's Rufus King Fighting Club. Yeah, there's a training gym in Milwaukee that produces a lot of fighters, and there's a guy from there. And I told Devin, I'll give you twenty bucks. You only have to give me five because I knew the guy who was fighting, and I'm a big fan of his. And it was over in about ten seconds. This is a one punch knockout. It was the easiest five dollars I've ever made. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the name of the loser, and I'm not, and I don't know if we should give it here. But it was just terribly funny, as it was just a, just a rural Wisconsin looking dude fighting against like a super athletic like stereotypical MMA dude and it was just one punch and I was out five bucks so <laughs> maybe you can have just as much fun with uh, Thrive Fantasy as I have had losing uh, or you can have fun like me and be a winner <laughs> yeah hopefully, hopefully that for everybody um, <laughs> so Brad and I here today are going to get into the past two preseason basketball games mm-hmm. um, that we've seen since I last recorded last week but uh, for once, we actually have breaking news on Nuck If You Buck. Not related to the Milwaukee Bucks, but according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, the Los Angeles Lakers have uh, extended forward Kyle Kuzma um, on a three-year, $40 million deal, including a player option on the uh, third year in 2023-2024. Um I mean, this is breaking news, and this is a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, so um, I can't say I'm going to be like too opinionated on this at all. But I would say it's a f- pretty fair deal. Do you have any thoughts about it in particular? Um, I think it's a good deal for the Lakers. You mm-hmm. keep Kyle Kuzma around; it's not too much. Maybe you can offload him if you're trying to. Uh, trade them later on, but it's just good to kind of keep the younger talent around on your team. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like uh, despite Taylor Horton Tucker, who, uh, wow, I believe it was Jay Williams who somehow snuck Taylor Horton Tucker into 
into a Giannis extension topic, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which just had me irate at the time. Um, Lakers don't have, like the Bucks, don't have a ton of young talent. So I would say this is a good move. It's not like a crazy amount of money, like 13.3 million dollars a year. So it's a middling salary, very tradable. And he's shown a lot of promise, especially on the defensive end compared to his his uh, reputation before. And yeah, tradable like we said. So we'll get back to some Bucks content here. Um, so first we had our second preseason game against the Mavericks. Um, some It was another loss for the Bucks. The main thing there was we saw another night of incredible three-point shooting from the Dallas Mavericks. Um, they shot 22 of 46 from beyond the arc, which is, uh, crazy. Josh Richardson, that game shot five of six from three on his own. And then we saw Maxi Kleber, um, Kleber, if I'm German, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. And Luka Doncic each themselves have three threes. Um, early on, we saw a very exciting Drew Holiday and Giannis Antetokounmpo side pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, That's something I'm really excited about. I yeah. think come playoff time, if we got when things break down, just to pick and roll, just create opportunities for Giannis. And Drew Holiday has a lot of patience and is really smart on his pick and roll. So I hope that Bud gives him the freedom to do that throughout the whole season so we can always have that as a backup to our regular half court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mentioned it on previous podcasts and specifically the last one where um, um, we don't think that Giannis ne- or Giannis, geez, um, Bud necessarily has to reinvent the wheel. I'm calling everybody Giannis today. We're just you know, happy. You know, you know who's what, on the mind? Yeah, you know what's on the brain. But, <laughs> <laughs> talking like Tony Soprano now. Um, um, yeah, basically, I don't feel that Bud necessarily has to reinvent the wheel with everything when coming up with adjustments. Um, some of the adjustments that we feel like we just want to see from him is. Uh, more of just what we see around the league, like more pick and rolls and offense and being, mm-hmm. um, you know, less hesitant to switch, especially now with, with Drew Holiday. Um, having Eric Bledsoe, who is um, elite defensively in his own right, um, you'd think with his size, I mean, he was maybe the best in the league with getting around, getting around screens. So that is yeah. where it maybe made more sense to kind of play more straight up. But now you have Drew Holiday, who is, in his own right, defensively might be the best switching mm-hmm. guard in the league too. So one of the most versatile defenders. Yeah, he um, he obviously caught a ton of praise from um, his opponents all across the league throughout the entire offseason, especially when he was left off of the all defensive team. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can't be too upset about, as Eric Bledsoe was still on our team. At that point, who maybe took a spot from him, but yeah, he can he can definitely slide up on players. So doing more uh, pick and roll, obviously, but also I think may make even more sense to switch on defense since Drew. We saw videos of him checking Giannis, and yeah, he yeah <laughs> we 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 I'm we glad all, he's on yeah. our team and we're not playing him because he is one of the most versatile defenders I've watched play, and I'm really excited to see him play. Regular season basketball in the box. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, he. um, I don't. I don't really know. I feel like I'm talking myself into a wall right now. Just kind of getting a little 
too excited about Drew Holiday here, but you'll you'll hear a lot more from from me on Drew Holiday in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, another big story on this game was the really exciting uh, second quarter that we had. I remember Brad and I watching this together. We were, we were getting especially excited uh, about the second quarter. That's maybe a theme I'm seeing in preseason is is now the second quarter seems to be the Bucks' big quarter so far. In no longer the third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess we're waking up a little bit earlier so far this season, but a couple sequences that I got particularly excited about were Giannis knocking down a long a long two, going back on the other end patiently, trailing. Um, mm-hmm. Might have been Dorian Finney Smith. You might be able to correct me there. That sounds about right. Yeah, um, as he swatted um, uh, his shot into the empty stands, and then uh, on the next offensive possession, he came down and knocked down a three. We saw uh, some similar action this time involving Dante DiVincenzo another time down in the second quarter where Dante just totally eclipsed Tim Hardaway Jr. And then uh, Giannis was able to get out and transition and, uh, you know, do some of the some of the godly acts that he does around the basket where he's skying from almost the free throw line uh, on a dunk there. And then Brad can also attest to some of the makeup calls that we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, rightfully or not, when uh, Mavericks had a lot of words to say about Dante's block on Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you get the makeup calls, it makes sense. And talking about Giannis and Dante have a very good chemistry, and this is something we saw all of last year. We, we would see with duos in the NBA, I believe, with plus minus, Giannis and Dante were up there. And I think it's because they're both just two high-energy players that just kind of create plays for the whole team. I think when Dante's out there, it gives Giannis more of an opportunity to just get open in transition, not have the ball, but just be able to run the court and get it in transition and score. And this is one of the reasons I'm still really excited Dante's on our team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited, um, especially the fact that we are seeing Dante in the starting lineup. That's mm-hmm. what I and many others likely predicted would be. Yeah. Would be our fifth starter, but I was also, um, you know, as people are getting less uh, optimistic with Mike Boonholzer, I was preparing myself to see him maybe get a little cute with it and have Dante come off the bench. But I like him as a starter because he can just bring in that high energy with our older, more experienced guys who can maybe um, use their veteran savviness to kind of, you know, make sure people people are in the right place and kind of quarterback our, our offense and defense. But we can have, have Dante being that high energy guy who's going to jump passing lanes and get out in transition and dump it off to Giannis uh, for some highlights. Um, other than that, I would say um, so, some more minimal points. Um, we touched on uh, those uh, Dante DiVincenzo dump-offs and always looking for Giannis in transition, as we like to see. We saw a bit of that from DJ Augustine as well in the first preseason game. Um, but also speaking of uh, other other wings on our teams that we've seen in the past, I noticed that he, he had a couple... Uh, poor fouls from beyond the arc. Um, the first one in particular that comes to mind, it was pretty egregious. Um, like one of the worst uh, three-point fouls that I've seen in a long time. Hopefully that doesn't continue. And then fan favorite of mine and Brad so far in the in the uh, preseason, <laughs> Big Bobby Portis. Big Bob. Yeah, Big Bob showing, showing his uh, face-up game. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about the energy that he brings. Um 
but and his shooting ability is very fun. I'm really not used to just seeing someone just hit a deep two fadeaway. <laughs> yeah, because we haven't really seen too much mid range coming from the Bucks. Uh, I think it'll be really important if we can just get him to extend his range out to the three point line this season. But mm-hmm. I mean, he seems to be getting a lot of playing time, and I like the energy that he brings on the court. And that, I mean, he had a, in the preseason matchup against the Mavs. He played pretty good. Yeah. Um, I've been kind of on record on the podcast with being lower on the signing, but seeing him play, um, I can definitely say that he is, um, he's def he's definitely changing my mind a bit. And like you were saying, it's kind of, it's new to me seeing a guy, um, of his build where, um, I mean, he's just a huge dude. Uh, I know the athletic NBA show joked about how the bucks are going to, going to be seeing a lot of flexing now on the bench with, with Bobby <laughs> Portis bringing that energy. Woo. Yeah, but um, but yeah, and for someone whom I understand, I know I was lower on him uh, playing the power forward position compared to others because I am skeptical on his ability to move laterally. But um, maybe that's something I should look out for. Maybe uh, defying my expectations because he's shown to. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but he's he's been able to show show me at least that he's able to. To do more on offense than I'd expect, so maybe he can do the same on defense. I think one thing that's fun about him is he might be the one person that does knock for the Bucks this yeah. year. A little bit of history of being almost like a, a hockey goon, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that will be something to be interesting to keep up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> a really good league, comparison. To see if uh, perhaps we do see a knock for the Bucks this yes. year. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully not in practice. Like, oh uh, gosh, <laughs> like he showed a, a former Buck, uh, Nikola Mirotic, on, on the Bulls. But you know, may, maybe his heart was in the right place. Maybe, maybe he he had some foresight in seeing that uh, Nikola Mirotic would screw over his his now team, the Milwaukee Bucks. And maybe that's why. Uh, maybe that's why Bobby Portis knuckled up because mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, he knew he was a Buck from day one. <laughs> he was a Buck from day one. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Portis, you're always welcome on Nook if you Buck. It would be. A, Huge pleasure of mine. Bench mob. Bench mob. <laughs> yeah, um, we did also. I don't want to talk all day about Bobby Portis, but um, it, it it shouldn't be lost too that he just. Uh, I know we joke about about the one off fight that he had, mm-hmm. and it won't be the last time we joke about it, obviously. Um, but but I also think think he seems to be like a, a pretty good uh, high character guy. He was obviously really excited to come to Milwaukee and play for a successful team. And he's also embracing his role as he uh, mentioned to have requested a one of the famous bench mob shirts from uh, Pat Connaughton. So really happy to have you here, uh, Bobby. You have an open invitation for a nook if you buck. But we're going to move on to the second preseason game that the Milwaukee Bucks uh, had, uh, and that was against the Pelicans. And um, first thoughts when um, when it comes to us facing the Pelicans for the first time is obviously the matchup with Eric Bledsoe mm-hmm. and him being matched up with his, um, well, replacement in Drew Holiday. And it was really nice to hear a quote from uh, Eric Bledsoe saying that even though they're in a different uniform, uh, he would still uh, give his teammates, his former Bucks teammates, uh, the shirt off of his back. So that shows shows kind of the bond that he was able to build with, with the Bucks uh, all those years and uh, maybe we should keep stuff like that in mind when uh, when, we're, when we're dragging Eric Bledsoe. And I get that's probably the best. Yeah, I get he, what he was about. He was one of the more polarizing books. You could walk through the stadium and hear people have a lot of different takes about him. I always really liked him because I liked his character. I thought he meshed good with the team. 
Uh, obviously, the preseason performances happen. I don't know if that's nerves. If I do, I understand because, I mean, I get nerves too, and it, it's something that sucks. Unfortunately, at that level, you know, we we moved on. But I he's someone that I will always be rooting for because I liked him as much as a player. I liked him as much as a man. Yeah, 100%. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it is really tough. And it's kind of something maybe to keep in mind with fans, especially when we want to be particularly harsh on a player. Um, These are humans, too. Yeah, yeah. I, they I, have human emotions. They will get nervous. I mean, if you haven't, don't throw the stone, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hell, Brad and I are here sweating like a bunch of baboons over recording uh, just, just in front of my desk in my room right now. So imagine playing... Playing a playoff minutes, yeah. <laughs> being, you know, called Drew Bledsoe by the Boston Celtics faithful. I mean, and then just kind of, it just built. I think it built into a big thing for him. It could be a mental block. And I really hope he gets over that because he has shown stretches in the playoffs where he played great. And I just want him to play for his full potential with the Pelicans. Yeah, 100%. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've also I've also spoken on it in the past, and now he's not even on our team, so maybe this should be the last time I mention it too. But um, a happy send off to Eric Blitz. Yeah, happy happy send off to him, and um, we can probably move on from there actually to um, second to Eric Blitz. So probably maybe the biggest news of this game, at least heading into the game, was that uh, Giannis was out for this game, um, and then we saw uh, Bobby Portis start at the fourth spot with. In uh, Giannis's stead there, and um, you know, I was kind of a little—I don't know. We've seen Bud mm-hmm. Bud kind of start bigger in the past. That was also when we had more depth in, yeah. in the front court. But I was kind of mixed on this. I have a hunch that Bud might be kind of giving Bobby Portis the Ersan Eliasova treatment. I think he just kind of—he likes the shooting that the big guy brings. I think as much energy as Bobby has been bringing, I think DJ has been playing great this preseason, and he's been playing with just as much energy. I know this game when we were watching, we brought up the assists that he was creating, and I think a few of those were for threes, and he's running the court. And, of course, his defense is really unique because he yeah. can really cover a lot of areas on the floor. And I I wouldn't be surprised if eventually we see DJ maybe pass Bobby in the roster, but I think it'll be an eye to keep out on kind of who Bud favors. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's huge. Um, that won't be the first time listeners listeners are he- hearing this be um, kind of a, a DJ Wilson stan podcast, but maybe you appreciate hearing it from someone else too. Um, and I heard a lot of critiques on DJ Wilson from others from this game. But we should also probably take into consideration the fact that he was checking Zion Will- Williamson in some of in the lowlights that people were referencing, and uh, not the easiest person. Yeah, to not not the easiest person to guard, especially yeah at at the at a DJ's position. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to see more from DJ this year because he's really impressed uh, uh, th- throughout these playoff or playoffs preseason games. Um, also of note, uh, DJ Augustine was also out this game with a left calf strain. Those are the two injuries that I was aware of uh, heading into the game. Do you know of any others that I might have missed there? Uh, not to any key players. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I remember. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't have anything else. Anything else in my notes there of, of players uh, that we missed out on later on uh, in the fourth in garbage minutes. We were able to see. Um, 
some minutes to guys on training camp deals that we hadn't seen yet to this day as Bud rightfully so was prioritizing minutes to our rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can maybe touch on that a little bit later, but more chronologically with the game, um, didn't start great for the Bucks. Uh, Zion Williamson and even Lonzo Ball of all people started out hot with eight points in the first quarter. And as expected, um, Pelicans were getting up and down the floor uh, quickly as expected. They're uh, uh, one of the deadliest fast break teams in the NBA. Obviously with the Zoe-Zion connection and just being a young team. Um, but yeah, they just they just seem to want it more from us right from the jump. I believe you mentioned when you and I were talking about this game. Um, Frustrating uh, first quarter. Um, mm-hmm. There are missed layups. Just missed threes and a lot of transition points for the Pelicans. It was not too fun to watch. Uh, during this time, I kind of looked at, I mean, I don't, I don't want to overuse the word, but energy, who was giving energy during like this very low for the team. And once again, I, I thought Dante did a good job of when everything seemed to come to a halt to, uh, kind of take the ball and try to do Dante things with it. Yeah. <laughs> Secret Dante. Secret. Not so secret anymore, but I love to, I love to remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, but more on that first quarter that, that Brad was speaking to there and, and some of those uh, lowlights are um, the Bucks starting off uh, 3 of 17 from 3, which was uh, obviously not what we wanted all, but then... Uh, Speaking of second quarter bucks, they were able to storm back in the second quarter as I know I even clicked off at moments to try to prepare for this that we have here today, um, where um, of note is that uh, the Bucks were starting to get back into transition themselves and control the pace of the game more. And Chris Middleton, uh, in particular, uh, finished with 17 points, four rebounds, four assists at half. And that was actually matching uh, Zion's totals scoring totals mm-hmm. uh, after Zion's hot start. And then uh, Chris Middleton would then go on in the second half to score 12 more points in the, thor- in the third quarter, finishing with uh, 29 points to add to his previous totals and only 26 total minutes, uh, including uh, a corner three in Zion Williams' uh, face that had me hooting and hollering by myself in my apartment here. Um yeah, it kind of felt like one of those, if it was a regular season game, it's one of those 40-point games that you get from yeah. Chris. Uh, it's always nice to see him do that. I mean, we saw him do it in the playoffs. Chris can take a team back, and they can take over a game. And it's just nice to see that on a day that Giannis was out that Chris decided to step up. Yeah. it's. Um, I mean, I feel like I've joked with you about this, too, how um, we've seen, seen memes on Buck's Twitter about, like, um, like Chris Middleton with Giannis and it's like a photo of Nick Batum and then it's and then it's uh, Chris Middleton uh, without Giannis and then it's like I've joked like he turns into Kobe Bryant it seems as of late but <laughs> but as a sec- second option that's not the furthest of, of what you want uh, from a guy I mean the we're tongue-in-cheek here but the Nick Batum comparison is a, is a little bit of a of a deep cut um, and otherwise I mean, this wasn't much of a close game mm-hmm. um, for for a lot of it, as we mentioned. So I don't have a ton else besides that uh, the rookies again were showing us 
some little sparks to be excited about, like a couple uh, threes in short order from a Sam Merrill and uh, Jordan Nawara even showing a bit of a pass uh, passing ability in addition to being able to score at the wing position with his size too that I'm pretty high on training with Chris Milton. Is there anything else you saw from this game, Brad? You might have been watching it closer than me. Um, I enjoyed seeing the rookies come in. They've kind of been as marketed. Good shooters, you know, decent all-around players, and just good players to add to that bench, and you can always use more shooting. Yeah. Um, And I'd also alluded to seeing more of some of our training camp guys get in. Like, I know we saw minutes from... uh, from a Nick Stauskas, that SKAS uh, Lithuanian Thunder there at the end, although not Stous- Lithuanian Thunder, really. Uh, Sauskastio, his own. Best nickname. Yeah. <laughs> Goat nickname there. But um, he, um, well, actually, I might be getting my facts twisted. I don't know if he has since been waived from the Bucks. I believe he has. Yeah, yeah. But it's too bad because I was really excited about some of the training camp signings that we had. I mean, Travion Graham was a, was a pretty pretty great uh, two-way rotation piece on, uh, I mean, he's definitely played on the uh, Wolves in the past, but I think he ended up on the Hawks last year. Mm-hmm. So I think it would have been interesting if, if it weren't for COVID, if we got the full uh, offseason and preseason to kind of see these guys play and get their opportunity. But with the shortened thing, uh, I didn't. I never expected some of those deeper cuts to make it as big of an impact, especially when the Bucks are going in. And I believe fifty percent of their minutes from last year are gone. So you have you want to get these minutes with the new additions to your team because regular season starting. And I think maybe that's where some of our sloppiness with turnovers and maybe like defense came from. And Hopefully playing the starters more minutes, maybe sacrificing some Nick Skowski's highlights, but yeah. hopefully that helps translate to better play at the start of the season. Yeah, and um, I believe uh, uh, Justin Patton was someone else too who he was actually involved in the Jimmy Butler trade a long time ago, but people were excited <laughs> about him way back when coming out of the draft about his, his uh, two-way potential as a young guy, but he has since been cut along with EJ Montgomery. A name that some may recognize from, I believe, Kentucky, but I shout mean, out Wildcats. Yeah, shout out, shout out them Wildcats. Um, and the <laughs> the uh, the CAA connection now that a lot of people like to joke about with them and the uh, New York Knicks turning into the uh, <laughs> Kentucky A team or B team, maybe. But um, oh man, yeah. I mean, the reality of it was that with us being hard capped, we there was literally no realm for any of these players to be able to remain with us unless somehow DJ Wilson didn't impress or something along there where we would have had to move him. But that was, yeah, that was a far cry for that to take place. Um, and then I'm actually going to, uh, keep trucking along here to some more NBA news. And this is the annual NBA, uh, annual NBA GM survey, which uh, I'll have to check out just to kind of see what the rest of the league uh, mm-hmm. thinks, especially now with the Bucks on more of a national stage. Mm-hmm. Naturally, people have theme that you'll see with this is that people are lower uh, on the Bucks naturally, considering uh, the fallout. But um, you know, we could uh, screw. We said PJ thirteen. We could we could really uh, give two shits about some of that now. 
You know, we can't, <laughs> we we don't hear nothing from any any of these uh, national media guys. Sorry, yeah, he's back. y'all thought Ho's mad over, <laughs> over here, but um, he's staying. So even though the NBA is a little lower on the Bucks, uh, uh, hopes for this next season. Luckily, we'll have a lot of bites at the apple. So I'm just gonna go through it here. The Bucks received uh, zero. Uh, votes for being um, 2021 NBA uh, champions um, as opposed to the Lakers receiving uh, 81. And I kind of I like this, to yeah. be honest. I, I look at this team and we have a lot of pressure. And I think this – I wouldn't say this takes pressure off because everyone's going to hear championship and or bust while Giannis is here. But I think this is a lot of motivation because when I look up and down this team, I see a lot of underdogs. I mean, Bud's never won a championship. Giannis is still fighting, you know, he won't be able to do it in Milwaukee. We have all these players who are considered underrated that probably want to say, no, I'm an all-star. And even like you look at the bench with people that maybe haven't been on contenders for years, so people kind of forgot of like DJ Augustine. He's played great in the playoffs. And I, I think that underdog mentality can mean a lot to this team to motivate it through a season where – Teams might lack motivation without fans there. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, actually, Brad, that I haven't really considered too much. Mm-hmm. Is um, I'm going to connect it back to this whole Giannis extension, too, and just how, how lucky we are to have him sign already because um, not only the national media, the national media narrative uh, taking place where now they're counting us out, so it's kind of like the mentality of like like we almost have like less to lose now but mm-hmm. that can also be said for now having Giannis committed which would have probably also put a ton of pressure on the playoffs but which Giannis said also played uh played into his decision and showing his selflessness as a superstar but um at the end of the day despite the fact that we're going over this GM survey now and I think it's informative to see what what everybody else sees um you know, at the end of the day, this this, this don't really mean much. No, <laughs> yeah, I was just mad. Um, Not up or shut up. It's all it all comes to fruition in the postseason. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but so we mentioned that somehow the Bucks received zero votes for being NBA champions, but uh, in contrast, they received the overwhelming majority of sixty four percent of the votes for the top Eastern uh, Conference team. Um, which is, uh, you know, a little a little odd to see there, but uh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, makes you feel a little better if you care about the survey at all. Yeah, and I mean, we know this team will probably be a great regular season team. Bud's scheme leads to regular season success, and the talent's there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we had a lower start, but I think it'd be hard to bet against the Bucks getting the top seed in the Eastern Conference this year. Yeah, I mean, we've we've proved we've proved that we're. Um, Bucks fans hate to hear it, but that we're an exceptional regular season team, if nothing else. So suppose, suppose those votes check out. Um, then in short order here, we have uh, some votes on Giannis's behalf. He has uh, the top odds for uh, 2021 uh, NBA MVP again. Uh, top odds for uh, whom you'd most want to start a franchise with. And ooh, he didn't quite win this next one, but he was uh, tied for fourth 
um, for player whom coaches uh, have to make the most adjustments uh, against. And he is tied with Luka and Jokic in that last one, but behind Harden, LeBron, and Steph for coaches having to make the most adjustments to them. Way back on those other ones, for example, those MVP odds, um, he received 50% of the votes last year compared to 32. And um, after him, other players in order receiving a high amount of votes are Luka, Anthony Davis, LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Jokic. Um, And perhaps more shocking um, due to, obviously, we have to take into account voter fatigue with the MVP trophy with now Giannis being up for three in a row, which you just do not see, is uh, whom you'd want to start a franchise with. And now Giannis is actually tied with Luka Doncic in that regard compared to being at 86% the year before. Um, and I don't know, I'm not going to get bent out, of, bent out of shape about that. I respect what Luka has shown in only two seasons mm-hmm. so far. Um, Giannis is... a one-of-one talent in himself, but watching two games of Luka Doncic and just, he, like, he being, he might be the player in the league right now that I see as someone who makes the game look easier than anybody else because he doesn't have elite elite athleticism or anything. People joke about his his build and maybe looking looking a little pudgy, and then you remember that this guy is, uh, I mean, he's, what, like three years younger than you and I at this point. So to do what he's doing now at such a young age uh, is quite remarkable. Yeah, leading the number one offense in the league. He's yeah. a very exciting player to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, some other interesting votes that we're getting here. Uh, Giannis's regard, he uh, received 46% of votes for best power forward, but he also received votes for best small forward and center. So that's probably where some of those... Um, I like the idea of putting him at center. <laughs> yeah. I do too. I do too. And that's kind of the more uh, that kind of speaks to the modern offense that, um, you know, that, I mean, the league is starting as, to Yeah. That league's starting to embrace, but like, in, like uh, aesthetically, I like to see, but um, we also have, um, you know, ha- having, having Brooke Lopez gives us the luxury of being able to start two nominal bigs while also not really giving up. Uh, anything on the offensive end because mm-hmm. it can't be said yeah. how much like important that defense anchor of Brooke Lopez is in kind of our our defensive yeah. scheme that just running people right into Lopez into the paint mm-hmm. Lopez and Giannis on one side but come playoff time making those adjustments that hopefully we've been talking about mm-hmm. small ball I think it'd be very interesting a hundred percent like that's that's the that's the kind of basketball that me personally I love to see. Um, more, more than anything else is have is having uh, if you can having like the most skill positions as possible out there. So being able to throw someone with with the ball skills of Giannis, nominally at center, I think would be huge for us. More an adjustment uh, to be able to show, and I think we'll see it more this year with our personnel in the front court. Um, going more onto some of these votes, um, we see Giannis, and you'll see I'm. I noticed as I was writing this down, you see a lot of the same percentages there. So it, it, it feels it feels like there's there's a very uh, clear divide with certain players still being on the Bucks uh, bandwagon, and then uh, other, um, I guess, other general managers in the case of the survey uh, really drawing a line in the sand and being more skeptical. But 
Again, he received 46% of votes, but this time for uh, Defensive Player of the Year odds. And then he received 68% of the votes for uh, the Best International Player, whereas he received 79% last year. Luka Doncic is second to Giannis Antetokounmpo, of course, in that realm. And then, um, so I was, for these next two points, I was reminded of this before when we were talking about Drew Holiday and Brad touched upon our underrated offseason actually considering, I mean. It worked. Yeah. We got Giannis. Yeah. That was the goal of the whole, that was our goal of the offseasons leading up for two, three years. And we hit that goal. Now it's time to win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's to, I mean, the Bucks fan chagrin, a lot of hilarity ensued in the way that, that our offseason uh, played out, but we, we, we achieved our overall goal. So, um, and I think this, this survey actually shows what you were speaking to as well, because the Bucks uh, were fourth um, behind the Hawks and Sixers and Lakers for um, best offseason moves or oh pardon me I'm reading this wrong we were tied for fourth with the Hawks and Sixers but behind the Lakers Suns and Thunder for best offseason moves and then uh, Drew Holiday received 33% of votes behind only Chris Paul for acquisition who would make the biggest impact on their new team Um, and then on that uh, note he received votes for most underrated uh, player and most uh, surprising uh, move in this survey mm-hmm. so that shows that uh, front offices around the league are still recognizing what we're saying here and that beyond the honest extension which was the goal all along that uh, that we did have a really good offseason that obviously played in the honest's mm-hmm. uh, decision I think the failed trade has kind of overshadowed the good moves and I mean you look at like the decent signs of like Tory Craig and like Forbes and those kind of back end guys where we're like, oh, are we how are we going to fill out the rest of this roster? I think we got a lot of good three point shooters and a lot of guys who I think can do a lot defensively. Hundred mm-hmm. percent is what you love to fill that back half of yeah. your team with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, with the survey, I just wanted to note that Giannis was uh, second in voting with fourteen percent for most versatile player behind only LeBron James. Uh, compared to 46% last year. Um, obviously, some recency bias plays in there since um, everybody in, in the NBA and, and their mother already knows um, um, everything they need to know about LeBron and Giannis at this point, but can't really bat an eye there. And then uh, just some closing uh, points here as well. I just wanted to share... I've been sharing updates just logistically with the NBA going into a new season. The trade deadline was announced for March uh, 25th uh, and was approved by the NBA Board of Governors. Um, Obviously, we'll touch more on that later, but that's a a pretty big date to have set in stone. Now for the NBA. And then lastly, this podcast obviously is in celebration of Giannis Antetokounmpo signing the Supermax extension that we have anticipated for years now, and we couldn't be any happier about that. Woo! Yeah, Bradley and I <laughs> wish we could be on Water Street right now with with a fifth of Henny in hand, 
some cut off knuck a few buck t-shirts and buy them up <laughs> yeah with with a with a boombox on my shoulder blasting crime mob that's that's the real dream right there that'll be me and bradley at the at the knock on wood championship parade eventually no oh, man <laughs> all of that said i would just like to happily announce that with that the best news of the week is um that of uh florida basketball star uh Mm-hmm. Uh, Keontae Johnson, um, who I just recently heard about um, in a um, in an NBA podcast, my uh, Sam uh, Ficini. I'm a little fell off this cognac and seltzer now, but I think I said that right of the Game Theory podcast. Uh, if I'm saying his name correctly, he's my uh, number one uh, reference for NBA draft, and I just heard of this guy as a as a first round prospect in the upcoming um, really uh, well-received draft class, for lack of a better word at this point. Um, but this, this young man collapsed on the court uh, last Saturday, but uh, since the Tuesday following, on the same day that Giannis signed his Supermax, was in a stable condition after being placed in a medically induced coma and was uh, breathing on his own. Um, that same Tuesday the 15th after Giannis signed the Supermax. So that's uh, enormous news as well, and we hope that uh, Keontae can make a full recovery. Uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, getting back to the same um, level. Pros- yeah, level of play that he had before and just overall um, well-being that he had before collapsing on the court because that's some real scary stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, shout out Keontae Johnson. We hope you're feeling a lot better uh, out there. And uh, hopefully we don't see anything else like this. But uh, kind of scary time to be considering uh, basketball with the pandemic coming now. Although hopefully um, the more positive news that we're hearing uh, in that regard with vaccines and whatnot, hopefully that... Uh, Hopefully we see more of that positive news come out in the near future. Um, with that said, I would just like to hand it over again briefly to Brad if you have anything else to share um, with the listeners that I haven't granted you the ability to yet. Um, just be happy. These <laughs> next few years are, I mean, they're going to be remembered when you think of basketball. And see every game you can, soak it in, smile, and Try, try to lose the nihilism that we got ingrained into us as Wisconsin sports fans and kind of just enjoy the good old days while you're in them. Hell yeah, I couldn't have uh, said it better myself there, Brad. Thank you so much for joining me today on Knuck a Few Buckets, a dream come true to have uh, you on the podcast as my, to be my number one Bucks fan. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we'll have my brother Drew back on again. <laughs> And he'll share his thoughts on this uh, monumentous day. And, of course, our other uh, uh, Bucks and Six Snapchat group resident, uh, Andy Gleason, might make an appearance one day himself. But he's in our thoughts as well. Shout out, Andrew. Yeah, shout out, Andrew. Shout out uh, the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. Uh, you can reach me at uh, NBA. The U is the letter U. Uh, everything else is how it sounds on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email me at Nuck if you buck the pod at gmail.com. U is Y-O-U in this case. And also check out Thrive Fantasy. Bradley, thanks so much for joining me. And I'll see you in another life, brother. See you then. 
If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit mypodcastmanager.com to get started. Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again. See you in another life, brother.